All right, let's get on the gizzo. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the stars and made me do it. We are talking about Mercury and Leo today. It's our new season. We yeah. got uh, me, Martha. You got me, me here. Sierra here. Yeah, and actually I was wondering if people know who's talking because I know like when there are multiple people on a podcast that uh, like sometimes it takes me a minute to realize, realize like who it is that's talking. And I had someone <laughs> messaging me and she was like, who's saying this? Who's the Sagittarius? Which one are you? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know. You'll figure it out. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think we all got like different. We have a similar range of vocals, but we all have very distinct yeah, voices, I, so. I would say. Voices. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we chose Mercury for this season. It's the third season of The Stars Made Me Do It, and it's really freaking exciting. And it's the first season, first full season of this Firestorm trio. So the fact that it's starting off in Leo season, as it always does, Leos, we know you mm. love that. It's just really exciting. <laughs> Martha's nodding with a big smile. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the first season was all about just sun signs. And then it was really fun to go into the second season about moon signs, kind of like that inner self, you know, and we also got a lot deeper just because learning a lot more about all the signs, just having more information to share with everybody. And so now it's kind of like, if you've been listening along, you kind of know the basics. And so as we're going Mm -hmm. through this, we're not going to get as into like, this is what Leo is. So always feel free to go back and reference the earlier episodes if you want some more specific qualities on the sun signs as we go through them this season. And we're going to kind of really dive into Mercury because Mercury is the next like closest planet. And it has, you know, the ones that inner planets that are closer to us have a much, I don't know, more day-to-day effect, I would say. And so Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited to dive into Mercury this time. Yeah, I think we asked on Instagram what people wanted to see between Mars and Mercury and Mars won, but we just can't go right to Mars. We can't, we can't forget Mercury. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I really like the order of the planets as well, where it goes like the sun has a lot of energy. It's this fiery. And then the moon is much more internal. It's more emotional. And then Mercury will get into it. But it's not about emotions at all. It's very like about neutrality, about rational, about the logical. So I like that move through them. Yeah. I mean, and that kind of like makes sense with what we've talked about, like, again, just going by the traditional terms of masculine versus feminine, like energies, but um, Mercury is, I don't know, it's almost kind of like a little bit neutral in a way, energy wise, but it definitely is on a, um, an intellectual rather than emotional scale. Yeah. Mercury which would lean on the planet. Yeah. It would lean towards masculine if we're going to say masculine or feminine so we're kind of going back and forth the ebbs and the flows which is super fun so happy leo season happy third season and just the thing that quick reminder about leos is that they're a fire sign heck yes firestorm fire trio fire sign um (laughs) they are fixed it is the middle of summer and then that masculine energy so that really kind of more out like expressive versus receptive and if you Mm. want more info on leo yeah go back to the leo sun and leo moon episode so let's dive into mercury okay what even is mercury if you're just a person (laughs) that is only knows like sun moon and rising this is kind of gonna dive a little bit deeper into your chart so let's talk about what mercury is Mercury is the planet of communication, thinking, learning, intellectualizing, all about in the brain, mm-hmm. yeah, all the brain stuffs. Yeah, the, it's the logical stuffs. approach to like receiving and processing information around you. And I remember, um, I think it was, it was an episode we recorded recently, but Mimi made a good point about as we dive deeper into astrology, uh, a lot of times we're limited on internet sources. So like the best way to do it is like going through books. So even though it is a dry book, um, the astrology of cosmic science by Isabel Hickey is like a great tool. And so that book, uh, some of the keywords that we got about Mercury from that is intellect and intelligence, logic and reasoning perception, communication, speaking and writing, 
educational capacity, uh, brothers and sisters, techniques and skills, youth, short journeys, which I find interesting. And in the physical body, it rules the nerves, lungs, shoulders, arms, and hands. And um, I think that like all of that makes sense as to if you go back and listen to our episode on uh, kids and children's charts, we talk so much about uh, the mercury sign of kids, because that is how they communicate uh how you know that educational aspect yeah of we it. really went in on mercury in that in that yeah. episode <laughs> yeah so yeah i really like that it says perception here because um the idea that like reality is what you make in your mind so however you perceive the world that being like more neutral than it being like i don't know like ego heavy i really like the idea of mercury being this very neutral planet and it's what whatever sign it's in it takes on that energy so mercury in leo is a masculine energy um but if you had like mercury in virgo that's a feminine mercury so it takes on whatever you know whatever energy it's in but i like that idea of perception the way that you perceive because we all perceive things differently and we all kind of take in information we're all taking in the same information but the way that we process perceive and like create our reality that's that mercury Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. You're so right because you can, everybody can look at the same thing and have a completely different perception of the same thing. So like, yes, it is that logical, that intelligence, that, you know, uh, the intellectual part of our chart in a way, but that the perceiving is we can both be looking at the same thing and have a completely different perception. I love that. Yeah. That's a great point. Mm. So, yeah, and then we know that Mercury rules both Gemini and Virgo, which is why I think it's interesting that it is neutral because Gemini is technically a masculine sign, Virgo is a feminine sign, um, and it is the natural ruler of the third and the sixth house. And then something really interesting that you will feel like a pro astrologer for knowing this information is Mercury can only be in three signs at any like given time. So it can only be one sign away from the sun. So the three signs that it can be in, like for Leo season, Mercury can be in Leo or Mercury can be in the sign before or after. So it can also be in Cancer or it could also be in Virgo because Mercury itself, like when you think of the orbit can only be 28 degrees away from the sun. So yeah, that's like, you're getting more technical in the whole uh, understanding your chart and understanding your plan. It's like, if you are a Leo, there's no way that you can have your Mercury in Capricorn. You know, it could only be mm-hmm. in the sign that your son is in the sign before or in the sign after. And before we dive into that a little bit more, I just like, I just want to go back to the ruled by Gemini and Virgo, which I, I love that, you know, when we talk about Gemini and Virgo, we've talked about like those in general, like, yeah, because they're both ruled by Mercury and just thinking about how, you know, Mimi, you and I are both with partners that have Mercury ruled moons, but the way in which Mm -hmm. their emotions are so different and the way their inner selves are so different, like, we see the similarities of Mercury, but remember like Gemini, that mutable air and then versus the mutable earth. And, and, you know, it's so different, but at the same time, when we bring it back to the Mercury part of it, it's like the, the bottom line is there, you know, the information, uh, details, Mm -hmm. but different types of details and different types of communication. And I just, I love that. And the techniques and skills, totally different types of techniques and skills. Like it's in a Gemini way, in a Virgo way, but you bring it back to like that, like Mercury totally connects them. Yeah, this is a topic I'm really passionate and fascinated by because I'm a Gemini rising and my partner is a Virgo rising. Yes. And I, I'm constantly analyzing us in mm. the different ways we collect information because me as the Gemini rising is... The Gemini rules the third house and the third house I acquaint to like elementary school learning. So what everyone learns. So me, I'm collecting information about every topic, but just at the basic level. And that Virgo energy is not as many topics, but really in depth mm. about it. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Like the detail oriented. But and so, in yeah. what exactly what Sierra said, it's still collecting information it's just like the slightly different facet of the way that mercury is showing up yeah 
Mm. Yeah. You could, it's, it's like through what filter, what filter mercury goes through. Like, are we collecting a lot of information on a broad range of topics or are we like diving in to know every single function of this one topic? Mm. You know, it's, uh, it's really, so it's just interesting to think about. And also like go back to the planets episode if you want to know more about that because some signs are ruled by, or sorry, some planets rule more than one sign. Um, but yeah. Yeah, something I'm surprised not to see, which like, I don't actually know what rules this is like all of the physical body parts that Mercury rules are all parts except nerves that I would really like equate to Gemini. Yeah, so I'm wondering what rules like the gut. Mm. right because that's virgo um so yeah i was just wondering what planet rules the gut but i guess nervous system is sort of related to like how your gut health is yeah and also just like just made me think of getting a gut feeling about something totally makes me think of nerves as well like the nerve i don't know Mm. something about that and what do you mean by the gut like the stomach that like virgo naturally rules the stomach and your gut health like your uh intestinal health Okay. Stomach. Okay. Or intestines. Stomach. Okay. Yeah. I, I acquaint that to like the moon, but you know, anything about the gut, I always say Virgo because I feel Virgos always have belly issues too. Yeah. So that's why I was just like, if Mercury rules all of the body parts that Gemini is associated with, why doesn't it also rule all the things that Virgo is associated with? That's a good Uh, question. We'll have to, we'll have to look into that look into it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, going back to what Mimi said about how, you know, it can, Mercury can only be in three signs, the sign the sun is in or the sign before or after. Um, We're going to talk about it, but like the, like, if you have Mercury in Leo, if that is in your chart, then you can only be a Leo sun with Leo Mercury, a Cancer sun with Leo Mercury or a Virgo sun with Leo Mercury. And then I want you guys to let me know what you think about this, but this is my hot take on just like mercury placements in general and how if I'm doing a reading, I try to describe it this way, where I am a Sagittarius sun with Sagittarius mercury. All of us have the same sun sign and mercury sign. We are three fire suns with three fire mercuries, which is really cool. Uh, that's why, you know, another reason why we're firestorm over here. Like we just like, and like that fast energy, which we'll get to, but I see it as an advantage if you have the same sun and Mercury, because I feel like my very essence of who I am just communicates, you know, I communicate that because of my Mercury and we can get into like the different houses or whatever. But in general, I feel that if you have like the advantage of having the same sun sign and Mercury sign is that this is how I am. I think it, I say it, there's not much of a translation needed. And like the disadvantage of that, I could see as almost like foot in the mouth situation where you're like, I didn't think through it. I just said it because I didn't need to translate it. And then if you're someone who has a different sun and Mercury, like a different sign. I see an advantage of that being like, well, I have to have a, a little bit of a translation that goes on. So I do need to think before I speak. And I mean what I say, because I had to take that little extra bit of time to communicate it. Um, and also say, you know, you're a cancer. And so you could have your Mercury in Cancer, but you could also have your Mercury in Gemini. So like this very emotional being having a very logical way of communicating. I think that that's an advantage as well because you can more uh, intellect, you can intellectualize those emotions in a way that communicates them. But then I could see a disadvantage being like maybe a frustration of, I know my mom is a Capricorn with an Aquarius Mercury. And she's like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Just like, it's not coming out the way I want it. And so I don't know, that's how I kind of see having the same sun and Mercury and having different sun and Mercury. This can also really show up for people who are like, oh, I have like a stellium in cancer and then I have my mercury in Leo, but why am I like, I'm not that crying emotional person or I'll go mercury in Gemini. Like, no, I have my mercury in Gemini. Oh, that's why I can be logical Mm -hmm. and emotional. This is like another reason why learning about all the planets are important in astrology because it's just that extra layer. Like everyone has Mm -hmm. a little bit of air, fire, and water. Yeah. Yeah. And my my last me who has no air. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have them in your chart. You have them in your chart. You just have any planets there. But um, I I think also 
I think that's interesting. And yeah, you said that before. Um, And I do agree with that about like, just saying what you what you think right away, because and I don't think it's because you don't like think about it. I don't think it's like, oh, I'm not going to give any thought. But I think it's just that, like you said, there's no real translation that has to happen. Mm -hmm. But I think I look at the sun a little different. Like, I don't look at the sun as the essence of who you are. I see it as how you shine in this life. I see it as what you do in this Mm -hmm. life and your life's Mm -hmm. path where your moon is the essence of who you are. Mm -hmm. So I think like if somebody had the sun conjunct Mercury, you really shine through how you communicate. You really shine through the way that you process your reality um, and that you're able to communicate effectively and in a way that other people also like your words shine and people really receive what you're trying to say well. I love that take. I love that. You're so right because it's like lighting up <laughs> this just throw induces over here. <laughs> I love that because it is like it's lighting up that quality of you because that sun is right there. Whereas my sun and Mercury are in the same sign, but they are not conjunct. But my ascendant is mm. conjunct my Mercury. So just people see me as a communicator because that's showing mm. up right away with my ascendant. And so then I guess yeah. I don't know what the spin on this, like this was just my just observing people in my life, not super backed by research or anything. But I personally find that if you have the same sun and Mercury sign, you tend to be more extroverted because all of the people in my life that have different sun and Mercury tend to be more introverted. And all the people in my life that have the same sun and Mercury. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not saying that's a hard and fast rule, but it's an observation. I, after observing children, have decided that extrovertness can be super different. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be verbally. For example, my daughter mm. is a, the most extroverted person in the whole entire world, but she's not verbal. Mm. So that is hard for me because I don't think the way you speak necessarily makes you extroverted anymore. Yeah, I used the to. Term- the term extroverted is such a like, I think, complex one because extrovert doesn't mean how you present yourself. Extrovert means that you find energy through social interaction. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I kind of, You're that's so right. my Mercury's way of perceiving that. Um, whereas <laughs> introvert is that, you know, you sort of get drained by social interaction. But just because like you could be sitting completely still in a group, in a gathering, at a party and do absolutely nothing, say absolutely nothing. But if you're feeling fueled and like fulfilled by being around these people, that's an extrovert's way of, of experiencing a party, even mm-hmm. though you may appear as an introvert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe appearing is what I'm going for. Rather, like they appear to be more introverted. Oh, yeah. And what I was going to say is that my daughter does not have a son, uh, Mercury in the same sign, but she's Mm. extremely extroverted. So I I honestly equate that just to like air, fire energy being really extroverted. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. But I do like that theory because, yeah, everyone I know is like double fire, Mercury and sun and they're um, all Mm. extroverted. But that's who I attracted my life for extroverted people. Extroverted, I'm using like little air quotes around my mother-in-law has both her son and mercury in leo but leo is on her 12th house and so Mm. she's not extroverted because that 12th house is likes to be alone likes to have some retreat time she likes to fill her cup by having her time right rather than like sharing it she'll share it with the people she feels most comfortable with that she loves the most but for the most part like a party no thank you any sort of gathering You know, it's actually really interesting that you made that air and fire comment though, Martha, because I'm thinking like, okay, the top three people I'm thinking of with like my observation would be my mom, Tara and Guillaume. So like, for those who have not listened to this whole thing, my husband and cousin BFF. And so they all have earth air going on there, you know, because my mom is a Capricorn with an Aquarius Mercury. Mm -hmm. Guillaume is an Aquarius with a Capricorn Mercury. Tara is a Libra with a Virgo Mercury. And so there's something that like, well, I would say Guillaume is very much an extroverted introvert because Gemini Moon, come on. But at the same time, uh, the, the people draining, you know, I'm, I am much more fueled mm. 
in that way. And I see like those, like all three of them are people who enjoy being around people, but are definitely people who consider themselves to be introverted. So I like the elemental aspect that mm. we're adding to that too. That's really interesting. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, do we want to get right into what Mercury and Leo would look like? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a Mercury and Leo. <laughs> Tell so us about like it. <laughs> yeah. How do you process reality? How do you, what is your like What's your perception on logical oh, function? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I do feel like perception wise, I do have a very like positive outlook, but I feel like mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about the way a, a Mercury and Leo communicates, um, not necessarily the internal process, I feel like it's always very like performative. Mm. wanting to like make someone laugh or like do a weird face and like hand movements and things like that I feel like always show up in a in a Leo yeah I can see that for sure and I think like Mercury and Leo could be an underrated sign for like actually like people pleasing because you want people you know Mercury Leo is so social it's so affable it wants people to like them it's a performer wants applause so like a Mercury and Leo you're gonna kind of communicate the way that you know people are going to like I like that I have the potential to communicate in that way Mm. yeah and and in a way like I think because when you were saying that it also made me think a little bit of Libra like with this people pleasing Mm -hmm. which I think Libra also gets like Libra most of the time gets uh what's the word um I don't know attached to that description but Leo in a different way it's not um you know people pleasing in the like I am the one who pleased the people. Whereas I think Libra can come across more like I want all the people to be pleased, but Leo mm-hmm. can like, I would like, you know, it fuels me if I can please you, you know? Yeah. Look at what I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm supposed, I'm here to entertain you and you need to laugh. This isn't like, let's <laughs> sign everyone up to cry at this show. <laughs> yeah. well, and you are a jokester, Martha. You are. Jokes and jokes. Well, I feel like there's a double whammy because it's in my third house, which is like a Gemini house, which is Mercury again. Mm, so right. it's all the childlike communication. I also see see um the way things are processed with the Leo in Mercury comes 100% out of the heart space. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, how does this feel in my heart? How do I want to present this from a place of passion and excitement? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from a place of real, like, yeah, your heart's desires. And I think also like when they need to be a Mercury and Leo person will be such a like mama lion and will be very fiercely loyal and maybe even not have a total neutrality in the way that they like, if there's a debate or an argument or some sort of confrontation, Mercury and Leo is going to go with their friend's opinion, whether or not Mm -hmm. they agree because they have that loyalty. Oh my God. Loyalty. It's kind of to a fault at a point. (laughs) Knowing Mm. when to walk away is kind of a thing that Leo's might struggle with. Mm. And that's interesting too, because you can like, when we'll get into it a little bit more, depending on what your sun sign is, that can be, it it shows up a little bit differently. Like a Leo sun, that's already part of that, you know, personality we could say, but with the mercury there, Mm. um, maybe that isn't something that we would like equate with Virgo's. But if you have that Leo Mercury, it would show up. I think this also goes back to the fact that it's a fixed sign. So when we're even talking about any sort of uh, intellectual processing, it comes back to, I was taught this, so this is what's mm. correct. Mm. Uh, I love very that. stubborn way of like yeah. understanding things. Yeah, I see it kind of a fault as a fault in some ways, me having my Mercury in the third house in leo because everything Mm. i was taught as a child it's fixed in my brain it's like a stamp it's like you cannot change this because you are Mm. so fixed and this is what you were told so now you process this way Mm. interesting that's That's really interesting yeah um going back we didn't really even touch on the short journeys aspect of mercury but mercury Mm. is how you commute it's your everyday commute it's your weekend trips it's you know it's how you drive So I was wondering, Martha, how would you equate like your Mercury and Leo to driving? Like, do you blast music and just? Yes, Mm -hmm. I sing. I blast music. I'm obsessed with driving. It's actually kind of the biggest thing I miss about being in France. I'm like, I'm so (laughs) excited to go back home and just 
play loud music. Sadly, my toddler yeah. will probably be in the back, but she's very used to it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah, love that's that. I get with like Leo driving, fast driving and like blasting music. And do you put the windows down or no? Yes, windows down. Also, I'm Ugh. okay if people see the show I'm putting on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they should be paying you for the karaoke that you are doing in your car. I kind of, I remember when I was younger, like, I don't know, 18, living my best life. This one summer I was living in the small town where like everyone knew everyone. And I would like wanted people to see me driving around listening to music because I listen to good music and mm-hmm. I'm putting on a show and I'm okay if people <laughs> see me, you know, it's like such Leo energy in that way. That is, so, I love that. it's so funny because like, I'm thinking, I remember Mimi, you were the one who like brought this up, brought this to my attention. I think about it all the time now, how like you're driving like comes Mm. down to your mercury and your mars and so both martha and i have fire mercury and air mars and so everything that like martha you just said totally relates to me but i'm like but like i don't want anybody to like actually see me doing this like Mm. i just want to be in the car like living my best life like oh god do i know that person next to me whereas you're like oh i know you yeah look at me (laughs) (laughs) sing with me yeah Yeah. i'm like i'll pretend like i'm embarrassed but i'm absolutely not (laughs) i would love for everybody to like let us know about like your driving habits versus like your mercury and like add your mars in there we should definitely put that like as a story or something i mean we'll be going through it for the season so yeah i'm talking about it i'm so fascinated by that because you know it's like uh yeah anyways with that mercury my sagittarius is a mercury i'm like driving all over the place in the u.s and i do (laughs) miss that here you know um, yeah. love it love it so yeah anyways all that Martha just like shared about herself though is she's the perfect example of a Leo sun with a Mercury and Leo so she's got a mm-hmm. fire sun fire Mercury fixed sun fixed Mercury and that's like the one like one of the three options that you could have mm-hmm. with that so the next yeah. option would be being a cancer sun with a Leo Mercury yeah, yeah. And so that like that, uh, which I can, I can see this being kind of like a, an, an interesting one to balance out because cancer is ruled by the moon and Leo is ruled by the sun. So it's sort of this like deep desire and your life's path is to really connect with like this emotional part of yourself with the home, with the comforts, with the mother energy, but this Leo, which is one of the rulers of the father, the way that you communicate, the way that you perceive things is with a much more like passionate mindset, you know? So yeah. I can see how there'd be such a balance between those things. And I think with you and me, Sierra, we both have um, like our sun in one sign and then the moon in the exact next sign. Right. So like mm-hmm. it's, they're in aversion to each other. Um, so we kind of, you know, think about that, how different those signs are. Right. Cancer yeah. is this cardinal water and Leo is this fixed fire. They really don't have too much in common, but they have to figure out a way to like relate to each other and to communicate with each other. I'm curious if they would be like really performative in their in their home space. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, and also with Mercury and Leo, like I think that it's def it definitely has the potential to be a performative sign. But how much are they going to show it, right? Because Mercury is your internal processing. So like, if you are a Leo sign with Leo Mercury, you're probably going to show him, be like, yeah, hell yeah, watch me in my car show. But like with Cancer Sun with Leo Mercury, it's like, oh, but I don't want people to know that I'm performing. I want people to just think I'm like this hostess sort of thing or, Mm, you know. Kind of goes back to that, what I haven't found the term for, but was saying introverted versus extroverted energy, because there Mm. is that like, I don't know, at least that would show up. Maybe it could show up that way. And it also just like made me think of how certain astrologers see things as like, oh, you know, this is, this is so tough for you. This is so hard to have like different, whatever. And it's like, no, actually this cancer, like sun energy with Leo Mercury, you know, like that, what a fun, like if you, I'm just going with like mom energy because talking about cancer, if you are like, imagine that fun mom of like, you have everything taken care of, but then we're also like, we're getting creative. Leo is like a super creative people like performative like I don't know you just you have this extra flavor that people who have the same sun and mercury don't have and so I just I think that when I first was like learning about all of this I was thinking oh my god it's such an advantage for me to have the same sun and mercury but it's actually Mm -hmm. like you know you have 
in a way it's more well-rounded, you know, I have a huge amount of concentration in Sagittarius, whereas somebody who has that like separation of sun and Mercury, I don't know, has more of an understanding of different elements and different modes. A little right, extra yeah. flavor, flavor, yeah, flavor. Yeah. And there's Martha's Leo Mercury come. <laughs> uh, can't hide it. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't hide it. Don't want to. <laughs> That's up for debate. Okay. And then I feel like I was kind of thinking when you were talking about them being really creative, I was thinking about so much of that creativeness with that Cancer Sun Leo Mercury coming from a place of emotion, like being able to like process those emotions in a very uh, intellectual way i guess we just talked about that a little bit earlier. yeah i mean leo is literally rule expression so like being able to express yourself emotionally where maybe a cancer with cancer mercury is not going to express themselves as uh definitely not as logically right because they're just going to let their emotions pour out but a cancer with a leo mercury is going to find a way to express themselves from the heart rather than just from you know, this feeling like unsafe or just like an emotional place. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a different form of, it's a different like filter of expression as opposed to Mm. water on water on water. It's like a totally different filter. Oh, I feel like Leo Mercury's have Italian hands. Like they express themselves when they talk, you know? Ooh, Italian hands. (laughs) Or Argentine hands as I used to call them, but I love yeah, it. Just finding out they're actually just Italian hands. Do you use your hands a lot when you talk, Martha? I'm a Gemini rising. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I'm assuming that's a yes. <laughs> yeah. Louis actually so. makes fun of me about that. He's like, whoa, put those hands down. <laughs> You're going to hit something. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about if you're a Virgo with Leo Mercury. This is actually this is kind of fascinating because it's going back to like what I was saying about like that, you know, um that heart processing through the heart space, like loyalty, maybe to a fault and and not not in like Virgo shade, but like that's not what we normally we don't equate Virgo to heart space and like extra expressive, mm-hmm. loyal, like those are just no. not Leo um those are Leo qualities, not Virgo qualities. And so a Virgo with that fire Mercury and with that like fixed Mercury, I think that, you know, that could show up as much more of, yeah, like warm hearted as opposed to very calculating, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I know a few people who are Virgo sons with Leo Mercuries. And I feel like the Leo Mercury, when they go out, really comes out big time. Like they are very like prim and proper in their day and the way they like control everything that they do and put in their body and the way they like present themselves. And then that Leo Mercury comes out when they go out and they're like just like self-expression everywhere, like dancing and talking and like getting to know people. And I feel like that's the only I feel like it's like such a a positive thing for the Virgos to have Mm -hmm. that like little bit of that Leo Mercury being like, okay, now let's just express everything that I've been like internalizing and putting in my body, you know, and also Mercury rules Virgo. So somebody who's Virgo son, the ruler of their son is the Leo Mercury. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so it does, it does bring them a little more to life. Thinking about this elementally again, I'm just thinking like, okay, we can I, just bring it to Capricorn, another earth sign. And if you are Capricorn with a Sagittarius Mercury, like that, I think mm. I just, earth signs are like, they are loaded down with that earth sometimes. Like they are like, I, you know, with my heavy Capricorn placements, like I, I get the feeling of it's hard to lighten up sometimes. And so like a Virgo with a fire mercury a capricorn with a fire mercury you know like that i think allows things to be a little bit lighter because fire signs Mm. have more of like a you know it has that that go for it energy whereas the earth sign is like stay with it (laughs) energy and so i think that that really does um it brightens that earth sign which again like a virgo Mm. sun virgo mercury that would be like 
I'm, I have a friend with, with that placement and it's, it's amazing. And it's like super impressive, but to have a, that Virgo sun with that Leo Mercury, I could definitely see that. Like Martha said, you know, kind of them shining a little bit more, maybe lightening up, feeling mm. less of the load a little bit more than a Virgo would tend to feel. Yeah. I mean, you kind of think about, okay, which element like wins out when you're at a campfire, like how much, how much earth, how much dirt do you have to throw on the fire to really subdue that fire? So if that's a Virgo sun with no other Virgo placements, the fire is going to win out. And what you're doing in your life is you're like organizing and you're really getting connected to like your nervous system, et cetera. Whereas, I mean, with cancer and Leo Mercury and enough water, you don't need that much water to put out a fire, right? It's going to create steam. If it's not enough water, you're going to make boiling water. Um, And it's just like a very different very different energy of like a subdued fire with earth versus a subdued fire with water. Yeah. Yeah. I love thinking about these elementally as well. Very cool. Yeah. I know. I like that. Like when you, I I mean, I always relate everything to a campfire because all of the elements can come together in that way. Right. You could put water out on a fire. You can air is going to like fuel the fire more and and so on. I love campfires, man. Just growing up in like a fire earth household. That just like pleases me so much that like me and my parents just came together wintertime, summertime, whatever time campfire. And I love yeah. that. Love Is it. there people who don't like campfires? I hope not. Probably. I'm sure there are. <laughs> I hope not too. <laughs> Air water signs. Are you out there? What do you think of campfires? Are yeah. Let us know. Do you like yeah. fires <laughs> that are controlled? <laughs> <laughs> that are controlled. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, this has been really cool. Are there any last like last takes, last thoughts on Mercury and Leo? I just have like a, a last take on Mercury in general is I hope that everybody super like dives into looking at your Mercury, looking at what element it's in, what sign it's in, the mode of that, like even like look at what house it's in, because Mercury is something like as I've been like going through and like teaching more astrology, I just realized like, wow, Mercury's got so many cool things to it. Like mm-hmm. it's just such a huge part of how we show up every day because communication is part of every day, you know, and yeah. and just like looking at, you know, we're talking about Leo Mercury here, but as someone with a fire Mercury, you know, I journal like crazy because I have like, I've got that Mars and Gemini, but I like my handwriting's not neat. I just, I, my brain cannot get it out fast enough because it's like, I just, I really want to get my thoughts on paper. And so I think about that since it does like with that communication and with writing and with, I don't know, learning, like I want the information and sometimes it's like, I want it faster than I can perceive it. So I just think with that fire and I don't know, I think I just encourage everybody to look into your mercury and see how much of your, mm. how much of well, your life where it shows that's up. Why, that's why I'm excited to talk about the upcoming mercury signs, because I feel like this episode, we talked a lot about the outward expression of mercury mm-hmm. because that's what Leo is. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to shift when we move into talking about that Virgo mercury and mm-hmm. yeah. so on and so forth. So I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited too, especially because this is the first, this is the first season that we're talking about Leo together. You know, we sort of came together later in second season. So we didn't really talk about all the signs as a trio. So yeah. cool to see what, <laughs> what other like little insights we all bring to the table. So um, Martha, real quick, what is, what does your handwriting look like? It's chicken scratch. It's really okay. bad. I literally, I just got so triggered when you said your handwriting was messy, Sierra. I was like, wait, you can't see mine then because you're <laughs> really neat. I, I can make handwriting look pretty, but my natural yeah. handwriting in my journal is, is not. It's not yeah, true. I've seen things. it. I've seen it. I don't want to show you mine. Now. Okay. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go back to like all of my journals of middle school and high school and how they're illegible. Like maybe I've grown, but <laughs> <laughs> I like got called out because like my handwriting was illegible. So mm. I got you. <laughs> now your Capricorn moon is like must not yeah. my right. <laughs> In antique scroll. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Literally like calligraphy. Yes. Oh, well, I've really enjoyed talking about Mercury. I'm loving that. Yeah, we get to go through all the signs as this fire trio. And I'm glad that we're starting off with Leo because we all have a little Leo flavor going on and we get to celebrate Martha this season and all the Leos out there. Happy Leo season. And we are ready to uh, get into all the Mercury details this season. Ready to rumble. Yeah. 
All righty. We have our Leo Mercury guest here today. I'm really excited. Welcome, Aileen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is something kind of uh, new and exciting for Mercury season because we're putting in our interviews right with our Mercury information. So you're mm. like jumping in here right after we literally just talked about Mercury and Leo. So it's really cool that you know, we're, we're going right to the source now. <laughs> yes. I'll try to provide as much information and insights as yeah. I can. <laughs> like on-site research. We've done the lecture and now we're here. We're here yes. to excavate. Um, <laughs> so Aileen, do you know your top three? I do. Oh, I do. You? So I am a Cancer Sun, a Leo Moon, and a Taurus Rising. Ooh, yeah. so you've got extra Leo going on. I have a stellium, right, Mimi? I think yeah, I have a stellium you've got and Leo. Four planets in Leo. Mm-hmm. Oof. You're I not messing with a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's all in the fourth house, too. So it's all in that Cancer house. So you have a lot of like Cancer Leo stuff that I, I love your chart. Love it. So, what, what are your thoughts and feelings on astrology in general? I really enjoy it. Um, I'm one of the people I think who, takes in as much information as I can on it um, and would love to learn even more, but I do get like overwhelmed. I'm like, there are houses, there are like the, the, whether it's cardinal or fixed or, you know, so much going on. Um, But I love getting as much information as possible. Like I eat this stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much information to get from astrology. And that's why I think it's like really nice. Start with your top three. Just look into the top three. That's already more than you used to know. So that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. I also just love asking this question, like on every single uh, interview that we do, because you really get people from like, I don't believe in astrology. Like astrology is like, I remember like one interview we did when they were like, yep, nope, I don't believe in it. I don't look at it at all. And, uh, and then other ones where, you know, like you're already coming in like, okay, well, I know that I have a stellium and I know that I have this. Mm-hmm. And like, I just love uh, always getting people's thoughts and opinions on it. It's great. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely a wide spectrum. I feel like with astrology. Yeah. It's yeah. never ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so getting right into like what mercury represents mercury is how you absorb information. That's like one of its facets. And so with you having mercury and Leo, I was wondering what kind of like learner you were in school. Like, how did you absorb information Mm. when you were in school? Um, I'm definitely a very visual learner. Um, I'm not good. You can tell me something and I can hear it and I'm not going to grasp it as much as if I'm reading it on a page, like that's a Mm. super, um, important thing. And I recognized that when I was pretty young, I remember. Um, and it's still true to this day. Like even with work, if someone asks me a question face to face, sometimes it can take a minute before it really registers, but if it's written, I can get done a lot faster. And I don't know why. That's so interesting. Are you the same Sierra? I'm trying to think about it. I really, I think like, I'm just wondering if Mars comes into play there a little bit too, because I have that Gemini Mars and like, I Mm. remember conversations, but as far as if I need to study for a test, like when I was in school, I really appreciated the, having the notes written while I was like getting the information taken in, you know, I kind of Mm -hmm. like, I need two forms, I would say for me to like, really get it. I really like taking notes. I'm not a great note taker, but I like taking notes. Same. Um, I don't know, but Mimi, Same. you also have uh, a fire well, mercury. Just, yeah. I'm thinking all three of us have the three fire mercuries. And I think that could be demonstrative of like a fire sign mercury because it's like the fire sign needs it right in their face. Like I mm-hmm. am a visual learner. Like Mitch mm-hmm. will tell me about carpentry stuff and like designs and plans. And it's seriously like, if you don't draw it out for me, I'm not going to know what you're talking about. So like having it straight to your face to really grasp the attention span of a fire sign. You know, maybe that's a thing. I love that. And I think that mine actually might show up more for me explaining things because, you know, Mercury is also how you teach information, not just how you, you know, take in information. And I like, I was a teacher and even just before, uh, before becoming a teacher, if I ever needed to explain something to somebody, even now, like I, I prefer to draw it out or I prefer to, Mm -hmm. you know, like give like a list of something and send it. uh, So it's, there's a concrete aspect to it as well, maybe. I don't know. Mm, yeah. 
No, yeah. I definitely understand that. I, um, when I went back to grad school, we did a lot of um, like creative thinking was a big part of our program. And one piece of it was drawing like mind maps mm -hmm. and really getting to understand an issue, like a large picture issue by literally drawing it out and drawing out the connections. And it was one of the things that I think I picked up on fastest as opposed to all of my like colleagues or peers um, because it was so much more easy for me to visualize those connections, like actually being able mm -hmm. to sit there and draw out like how this one thing relates to this other um, made so much sense to me. Oh, that's so interesting. That is interesting. Just the term creative thinking is Leo Mercury. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> It's so Leo Mercury. I love that. Yeah. Well, like going on more of that, you know, consuming of information and everything. If you are a reader, what type of reading do you like to do? Oh, I read a little bit of everything. Um, right now <laughs> I have a commute to work. So I've been reading about a book a week, but I've also been choosing like easy beach reads because it's like at seven o'clock in the morning I don't want to read something that's going to get me right. down for the rest of the day yeah 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 um are those audiobooks I'm assuming no I like to physically Wait, read a book on your commute to work oh you're not driving oh no yeah 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 I'm on the train <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a real multitasker right there. Maybe we shouldn't tell people about that. <laughs> no, I'm on the train. Um, I'm just driving an hour a day. So I got to get my reading in. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I agree with the reading for commuting. That is like, mm. maybe that fire mercury too needs like, <laughs> needs more Stimulus. than one stimulation going on. Mm. Yeah. I really mm -hmm. do appreciate that. Like the fact that I can, that I'm not just sitting on a train getting somewhere. Yeah. Like yeah, we're using that time that. wisely. <laughs> I need to be doing something on that train. Even on um, Wednesday, I actually finished my book and I still had about 20 minutes left of the train ride. And I was just sitting there like, <laughs> please get me off of this. What am I supposed <laughs> to do now? <laughs> do you have like a genre that you stick to or sort of like a storyline that you're attracted to? No, not really. I kind of go all over the place. Um, last year, I did do a good bit into um, like nonfiction, which I had never really been into before. Mm. Um, but I did a, a really large like stint of nonfiction. And then I think I overdid it because now I've picked up like three books that I've been like, oh, this sounds really interesting. And I read 10 pages and I'm like, nope, not right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe later, but I can't really do it. Yeah, it's like better to be enthralled in a story, right? To have like the arc, the dramatics of a story that's very definitely. Um, Leo, Ooh. do you like theater? I do. I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm like a theater nerd, or you know, not a thespian, but um, <laughs> I definitely have seen my fair share of like Broadway shows and um, like theatrical movies. I always really enjoy. Mm. That's I interesting. This, I think this question needs some context, but the question is, do you feel like you have an added flair of drama when you speak? And I think where this came from was, um, having Italian hands. So like, <laughs> if you, like, do you gesture a lot when you're talking? Um, I definitely do. I don't know if I would say that it's like super excessive. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know like my best friend makes fun of me because when we were probably like 24, we were talking about dating and how all of these other people were finding someone and we couldn't, for some reason, we were going on these dates that were going nowhere. And I looked at her and I said, you know, Laura, I think it's just that we're too like well-adjusted. And I did this with my hands. And now like every time we see each other, we just go, <laughs> but for the record, we know. have like hands, almost like a balancing scale, like going back yeah. and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too well-adjusted. Well-adjusted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like there is so some of that, like, I mean, everybody I'm sure makes some form of like hand gestures. We're not saying this is exclusively a Leo Mercury, Mercury yeah. thing, but at the same time, uh, Leo loves to be a little bit dramatic. And so I don't know, just when expressing yourself and talking to others, that's why we wanted to, you know, ask if there is a little bit of drama or like when you're telling mm -hmm. a story, you know, is it 
like dramatic pauses and then, you know? <laughs> I yeah, know. I, I would say that when telling a story, I do tend to get a little dramatic. Um, <laughs> and I really like to like frame it correctly. Like in my mind, there is a clear arc for how this should be told. Um, especially if it's like a story that's kind of funny or it has, I want a good laugh. You're a show. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cue spotlight. <laughs> right. I love it. Oh, well, so funny. Our, uh, our next question is, do you tend to tell people what you're thinking and like find comfort in expression? Or do you think you're more likely to internalize those things? Um, I think it depends on a few things. I think it depends on how comfortable I am with that person. Mm -hmm. Um, because like with my best friends and my siblings, I would say that there's not really anything held back. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a big one. And then I think it would be also maybe how personal the topic is that I'd be discussing, Mm -hmm. but I am pretty open with most people, um, which I always find interesting, like being a cancer son, that I don't feel that like protectiveness or um, that I'm hiding behind a shell. I don't feel that a lot of the time. Um, I do feel like I'm pretty able to be pretty real and vulnerable kind of off the bat with a lot of people. That is the perfect example of, cause, um, our other co-host, Martha, she's a Leo son with Leo Mercury, but mm. it, we were kind of interested in interviewing somebody who had a different sun sign and that Leo Mercury, because it really does show how that Leo Mercury presents itself. And I really see your chart when you, when you speak about that, because your cancer son is in the third house of your community, of your friendships, of like your close knit community. And then all of that Leo is in the fourth house. So you said like, when I'm really comfortable, it's like no holds bar. I really just communicate and say whatever's on my mind. And that's that fourth house. Like when you feel safe, that family, that comfort spot. Yeah. And also just knowing that you also have a Leo moon, those, you know, going into like that emotional piece of it, which we normally, you know, okay, you're a cancer, like cancers are very expressive with emotions normally, but actually like your emotions, which is very much your moon would being in Leo and then your Mercury also being in Leo. I think that that's something where like that obviously comes into play. And this isn't one of our questions, but my like own personal theory is that people who have a different sun and Mercury tend to be more introverted, but I'm wondering how that shows up because you also have a Leo moon. Would you consider yourself to be more introverted or extroverted? It's really funny. I just had this conversation with someone the other day. I would say that it's really changed throughout my lifetime. Um, I used to be extremely introverted, um, super shy, like going to even events where I knew all of the people there, it would still take me a while before I felt really comfortable. And as I've gotten older and I think been forced into different situations, like changing schools and going away to college and starting jobs where it kind of forces you out of your shell a little, like you're going to be better off if you can. I've found that I've always been better off if I can be more outgoing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it just makes things a little easier. So it's definitely forced me to be, I would say a little bit more extroverted. Um, but I am definitely, I consider myself more of an ambivert because I mm-hmm. enjoy being with people. I love like doing anything and having that energy, I get energy from people for sure. Mm. But then I need a very serious break and I need to be completely alone for even if it's just 20 minutes, but I need a pause to recharge. Yeah. Recharge time. What a great Leo cancer combination. Oh, so good because Leo's like, okay, energy spotlight people fuel me. Yes. And then cancer's like, we just need a comfy blanket for 20 minutes, please. Like, can we just, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's such a balance when it comes to that, like aversion in charts when there's like for all of us, right? Like we have our sun. Oh, you're the same balsamic moon as Sierra and I, where your moon is the sign after your sun sign. It's technical and whatever, but, um, but it also means they're in aversion to each other, which means they have nothing in common. 
But the fact that they have nothing in common means you kind of find this like balance of, okay, these are my cancer needs and these are my Leo needs. And I know how to take care of them both kind of thing. Yeah, that makes total sense. I love that the motions you were doing that went with the (laughs) well-adjusted. Right? (laughs) You're so right. so easily. (laughs) Oh Uh, my gosh. I love it. I do love that. And what you were saying about how you used to be shy, like I see a lot of your chart in that, like that is you connecting with your cancer. And I'm wondering if, because you're at a 21 degree cancer, um, if like at nine years you started to become a little more extroverted, like when your son progressed into Leo, does that ring true at all? Um, I don't know if I would say nine. I Mm. really think the big push I had gone to a small like Catholic school for elementary and middle school and then it was really the push my parents said you're going to public high school with like 800 kids in your grade and that was the that was the awakening moment where it was like sink or swim you got to make new friends so you have to talk to people that's so that would be about when your your progressed son came up to your mercury in leo so it was like it was really lighting up this mercury and being like time to talk time to show yourself Mm -hmm. i love Love that that. i love astrology um one more (laughs) question this is kind of wacky uh just because martha was saying when she's driving and i know you commute uh for public transportation but when she's driving she's just blasting music in the car and singing and like putting on a karaoke show for other people to see every time (laughs) (laughs) every time i was driving home from the train station so i live like 20 minutes away from the train station even so after (laughs) i get off the train i have a car ride um and the other day I was like stuck in traffic and I just was in a very hip-hop mood and I had all of the windows down I am singing spitting out every word of Nicki Minaj and I'm there are cars right next to me and I'm like I don't even care enjoy the show because like look at this girl go I got this oh my god I love it I love that like Leo Mercury like Oh my God. And your Leo moon too is probably living for that. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and Jupiter and Mars. Like you just have so much Leo, like your it. Jupiter is conjunct Mercury. So anything you say, you're going to say it big. And then Mars conjunct moon, anything you feel, you're going to feel it big and express it big. Like I love so that. good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, and not just because of Martha too. Like we know that like Mercury does like rule the roadways and that's mm. why like with Mercury retrograde stuff, you know, so it's fun to ask like, okay, when you're in a car, <laughs> but also <Yeah. laughs> with that expression of self and living for it. So good. Yeah. So good. I love it. I guess I have one question, kind of one last one, unless you have anything extra, yeah. but like, what is, um, what is like the most succinct way that you love to express yourself Hmm, interesting um I think I really just love to talk yeah Yeah. I love to talk like it is sometimes a problem my friends and I laugh like we'll go to a bar or go to dinner and I'll look over and I still have three quarters of a glass of wine and my friend's getting her next one and I'm like, Laura, how'd you drink so fast? She's like, you just don't stop talking. Like, that's how I'm <laughs> drinking faster than you. Okay. Wow. Um, I, I like that. that. I love the talking as a form of like, even like creative expression, you know, that mm-hmm. just because it is like, like storytellers and, you know, mm-hmm. all different types mm-hmm. of like, some people are totally not that type of communicative person and they express themselves through art through music Mm. through you know whatever it is and I I love that looking at talking as like that type of expression I love that are you normally talking about like you or stories about you or stories you've heard could be both either one yeah I wouldn't say that there's yeah I wouldn't say that there's one like over the other that happens more yeah Mm. I love this I guess one last question. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you know about your Mercury and Leo that we haven't touched on yet? Um, I don't think so. Honestly, all I really knew was that Mercury ruled communication. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know too much specifically about how Leo plays into that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you got that fieriness and you have a whole yeah. leostelium. So it's just playing with that and being magnified, which is amazing. And I love how Mimi was saying how the three of us are all one sign. And then our moon sign is the direct next sign that shows up. And so, yeah, like that, that's just, we can see how it's not even opposites. It's just totally mm-hmm. different the way in which it shows up and that's why it's so cool to look into all the extra pieces to see like oh that actually is the leo part of me that's coming out here not the cancer part of me and yeah yeah, i love it yeah i find that so interesting and i think it's so cool um to have different pieces in your chart where like you're saying like they're not really in opposition to each other and they're not similar in any way shape or form um because i've found that like the different parts of me, I can identify each one pretty separately and pretty easily. Um, where let's say if like I was a cancer sun and like a Scorpio moon, like, I don't know if I would really be able to distinguish the difference as much if they were both like water signs or, you know, yeah. Yeah. Just like, I know I'm feeling right now, as opposed to, I know I'm on fire. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. super interesting. Mm but it's been really, really great to meet you. And I'm so glad you got to come on as our Leo Mercury Yay. guest. Thanks for doing Thank this you guys for having me and sharing your awesome Leo Mercury self. It's been so great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. This has been awesome. Why did we interview Aileen today? Because the stars made us do it. Hey. <laughs>